0: Welcome to Social Distance Assistance. I'm Kelly.
1: And I'm June. Our show today is about kids. This is a rough time on everyone, especially kids and the grown ups who are trying to help them navigate everything. There are so many unknowns. What will school look like in the fall? When can we have sleepovers again? Is increased screen time doing weird things to our brains?
0: We don't pretend to know the answers, but we do think it's important to know how the pandemic is affecting kids, how they're helping others, and what they're making of this whole situation.
1: So today, we'll talk to some kids. We'll also hear from a librarian, a school bus driver, a prom queen, and a radio DJ who's trying to help. High school kids celebrate a rite of passage. Throughout the show, I'll talk with some of my best friends about what they're thinking, feeling, doing, and planning. My mom wants us to talk about our feelings, but then we can also talk about Legos and play if we want to. Mommy is running around the house trying to listen to what I say. How did you feel when you first went into quarantine? Because I wanted to see my friends and do lots of playdates all the time. I didn't really like it. I missed a lot of my friends, and I didn't like the virtual playdates and meetings. There was a lot that changed. My whole name I feel the most obvious. You can't see anyone. You have to stay six feet apart and. We have to talk through screens. It's like we can't like play in like, the same room. And, like if we like want to play the same game, but we don't have the same toys, it's like really hard to do that. I'm scared because my mom donated a kidney to my dad. It makes his immune system a little weaker than all of us. So if he gets the coronavirus, it takes him a long time to um, get recovered. And you might die from the coronavirus. So, that's kind of scary. How are you doing now? Kind of happier because we, we did a lot of funner stuff. And my birthday happened. I'm doing good, kind of. Well, I'm doing good. And, yeah, I'm doing good. Well, me and my... Two other friends, um, we meet up and we say six feet away and sometimes we ride our bikes down this road. But you still say six feet away? Yeah, that's two squares. Two squares, sidewalk squares. How have you been doing? I'm okay. When I first went into quarantine, I was pretty nervous. Well, actually, I was like kind of excited It was like when Christmas was because it said two weeks first and I was telling them my Christmas break was at school, but then it was too full. So like, I'm bored to keep saying that. I was like so bored. I kind of like quarantine. I don't have to do stuff that I had to do um, before quarantine. I, I don't. I have to like, I like swimming lessons, but sometimes you, like, don't want to do it. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with me and Kung Fu, but I still have to do Kung Fu online.
0: Yep, you still have to do Kung Fu online. It's good for you. I guess. I like that Amaka asked you how you've been feeling. That's a really nice thing
1: for a friend to do. So how have you been feeling this week? Pretty scared, but also I just wish COVID was over.
0: Yeah, so like scared and exhausted, yeah. like frustrated with it all? Yeah. <laughs> was there something that happened this week especially that made you feel like, okay, enough already?
1: Just going to the park, because like... We couldn't see any of my friends at the park. Mm, like, yeah. missed that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we went to the park, and then you came home to have a playdate on FaceTime, which is, like, totally backwards. Usually you go to the park to hang out with friends. hmm What do you think would make you feel better? COVID being over. Sure. Well, it's not over. Not yet. We got to hang in there a little bit longer. While we wait for it to be over, will you help me with this
1: podcast? Yeah!
0: Alright, let's start the show. This next story about siblings in quarantine comes to us from Maria Louisa Tucker.
1: Everybody's stuck inside they're everybody stuck inside their homes. I know some kids don't like to stay... At the 4 home. I'm Nico and... I'm from Brooklyn, and this is my sister, Ale. And I'm three.
2: And I'm six. And I'm Louisa, and I'm their mom. When my husband and I decided to have kids, we agreed that we wanted two. We liked the idea of siblings being able to rely on each other when we were old or after we were gone. We did not imagine how helpful a sibling would be during a pandemic. Nico and Ali have been each other's only playmates for more than two months. They're both really social kids, but isolation has been tolerable for them. And a lot of the time, actually fun because they have each other. Are you feeling lonely or not lonely? Not
1: that lonely. Well, always I feel sad
2: a little bit. Of not having play dates with my friends Does it make you feel better to have Nico to play with? A little bit. Before coronavirus, the kids would spend about three hours at home together on a regular weekday. They had kind of a parallel existence. Nico played with Legos and Ali with her baby dolls in separate areas. Now they're usually within five feet of each other all day long and all night since they share a room. It's been fascinating to watch their dynamic change. They still fight occasionally. I don't want to paint too rosy a picture here. Yes, I
1: did! No, you did No.
2: But they have also adapted their play to include each other way more. Here, you can go here,
1: you can go. Um, you can move this one up here.
2: Who is training you to be a ninja? Niko. And what is he teaching you to do?
1: Punches and kickes. Whoa. You need to learn kick, punch, punch, kick, punch, kick, karate chop, dodge block, and backflips.
2: To keep his only playmate playing with him, Nico has become a really good helper to his little sister. He helps her fix up her pillow forts and Lego castles when they threaten to collapse.
1: My castle is not that.
2: Fine.
1: I'm making it better. Okay. My brother helped me, but castle because he
2: is my evil friend. I praise them a lot for playing together so nicely, but they act like they don't know what I'm talking about. They seem frankly unaware that they're spending so much time together. It seems like they're kind of merging together the way two of their favorite Pokemon characters did in an episode they saw recently.
1: That's the Ash Greninja. That's the full Ash Greninja.
2: So Ash and Greninja are actually two separate characters who are so connected that they can meld together into one being when they need to fight. I think that you and your sister are like that. No, I don't think so. It's
1: totally not like that, because Ash can see where Garninja is. I can't see where
2: she is. She's always with you. She's always within about, like, 20 feet of you because we're all home together.
3: I don't think
1: that's actually true.
2: It's definitely true, because lately they totally meld together against their biggest enemy, me. They staged a coup against me when they were fed up with homeschooling last week which is a little ridiculous because Ali is not even in school yet. She just likes to sit next to Nico and try to do his first grade math with him, which means when he resists schoolwork, she also feels compelled to resist.
1: The, resist. the resistance never, never quits.
2: Quit. The resistance never quit. Yeah. Guys, your yeah. resistance is futile. Yeah, whatever. Do you know what that means?
1: I don't know what that means.
2: The resistors! Never get chocolate! at
1: uh, You're annoying me! You're annoying me!
2: I don't love that they gang up on me, but the flip side is that they're starting to rely on each other more, and less on me. I was working in the kitchen the other day, and when I came out to the living room to check on the kids, this is what I found.
1: What does it do, Asked the youngest brother. You'll know when the time comes to the man, so the youngest brother went back home. After a year, the brothers He's met. to me. They're home.
2: Nico the waved me away, man, and so it dawned on me that I should take advantage the of their newfound independence. So, I told Nico he was in charge of snacks.
1: <laughs> it's snack time, Ollie. Choose anything on the shelf. There's, uh, there's popcorners, there's oranges, there's squeezies, there's... I forgot what that's called, there's um, raisins. Yeah, these are gonna
2: be the <laughs> be, 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 be. Of course, be, be, I'm be. sad that the virus has shrunk their world. Ale misses her best friend. And all of this has affected Nico in ways I don't fully understand. We went for a walk recently. We wore masks and stayed six feet away from everybody and we saw a school friend across the street. Before coronavirus, Nico would have yelled hello to him and been ready for a full contact game of tag. But now he's so freaked out by this strange new social order that he hid behind a tree and waited for his friend to pass by. There is so much uncertainty right now, but I do feel certain that these two little siblings will continue to help each other through this And I really hope that this time together cements a strong bond between them, so they'll know that the next time things get hard, they can lean on each other.
0: That was Nico, Ale, and their mom, Maria Louisa Tucker, a journalist based in Brooklyn, New York.
1: That's great that Nico and Ale have each other, but I'm an only kid, so I get pretty lonely during quarantine. My parents play with me, but it's not the same, you know? No offense, Mom. Nope, none taken. Are you feeling lonely during quarantine? Yeah, I'm kind of feeling a little lonely. Yeah, because I'm an only child, and I don't really get to see my uniforms. Not really, because I get I still get to see you and talk to you. Does it help to have a sibling? Hmm, sort of, but, she, but they might drive you crazy. <laughs> or sometimes they might be nice. You never know. Kind of, kind of, not. We kind of fight, because, you know... Brothers and sisters don't get a watch. Have you invented any new games since you've been stuck at home? Well, yes. This, this game called Birdie Paddle. Huh. Oh, I did invite, invent this game called Zoo Safari. You pick an animal and you go across the zoos like a zoo and try to get to this flying cat. Hide and seek and you have to get to the ban- bed and if someone tags you then you're stuck to the ground and you can't get to the bed. It contains two cardboard paddles that go on your hands that are connected to your hands with rubber bands and then you hit this birdie like a like a badminton birdie. Yeah, I invented one where you get a cord that has a feeling on it and you have they cover your face, and they have to guess what it is. It could be sad or mad or anything like that. This is what I made today. It's a squishy filled with dish soap, and there is a unicorn face on it, and it's squishy. Huh? I'm gonna pop it eye out. Ready? Oh gosh!
0: When you think about the part of kid life that's being disrupted most, you probably think about daycare and school. And it is disruptive for parents, too. How are we supposed to get work done while you are at home? Who is supposed to watch you if we have to leave the house for work?
1: And how are we supposed to suddenly learn from home if we've never had to before? Who's going to teach us?
0: There are lots of school-related helpers. I mean, first, a shout out to your teachers who have been working really, really hard to make sure that you're learning the things you need to know to get a good start for third grade next year. They're trying to figure out ways to make sure that you're safe and challenged and learning, even when you can't be in the classroom.
1: And a lot of them are trying to teach their classes with kids of their own at home. It's so hard. You have
0: been out of school since the middle of March. We have been doing the homeschool thing, kind of, sort of. I hope that your teachers are not listening right now.
1: Well, one teacher that knows I've mostly been doing podcasts instead of schoolwork is my school librarian, Miss Flowers. I called her up to talk about books, Bunny Georgie, and these videos that she has been posting on Facebook to help kids stay excited about reading during quarantine. Hi
4: Charlottesville students and my friends at Johnson Elementary. I'm Miss Flowers and I'm here to tell you a story today. Today's story... So my name is Rebecca Flowers and I am the school librarian at Johnson Elementary School in Charlottesville, Virginia. One morning, Anansi the Spider sat in a tree looking down onto Chicken's garden where Chicken was tending to his melon patch. So I have been recording myself reading stories for all my Johnson friends at Johnson Elementary School. And so I pick out books that I, I know our kids already love. I've been reading them, recording myself reading them or filming myself reading them. But I put the images of the books on the videos so that you can see the pictures as I'm reading. And I also like to um, make funny faces and sounds and put some sound effects in there to make it a little more exciting and fun. So, of course, I miss their real faces. I wish that we could read stories together in person, but it's been fun to read stories and share them online with all my students. How does that feel different? So it it feels very different because um, a library is a place where many different people come together to be together and share stories. And since we can't do that right now, it's not safe to do that right now. We can't be together. Um, so that part feels very different. I'm used to seeing lots of kids in the library and really being able to, um, you know, read books and talk about books and share books together. Um, and I, I don't have that conversation with kids. Um, when I'm reading them online, I'm just talking to a camera. So it's, it's, not as personal, and it's not as fun. Um, but I, I do know that kids enjoy watching them. So that that makes me feel good. Um, that I know that they're enjoying them, even if we can't be together.
1: Is there a book you always wanted to read, but you didn't have time? And now you have time because you're stuck at home? Yeah, so I have an
4: ever growing stack of books that um, I I want to read all the time. There's Part of my bookshelf back there—it's just overflowing with books that I never have time to read. Um, I, but I've actually found it really hard to concentrate and read right now. It's been difficult for me to read like I usually do. Um, but I have been making an effort to read before I go to bed. So I've been reading some of those books in my to-be-read pile, and I read a lot of kid kids' books because I want to read the books that you guys like to read. And I also, I like reading them because I think kids' books are great. So I've really been into graphic novels recently and I just finished um, a graphic novel called New Kid that was really good.
1: I'm reading a novel series that I really like right now. Great, what's it called? Wings of Fire. Oh yeah,
4: that's a very popular one at Johnson Elementary. I'm glad you like it. Why is it hard to concentrate on reading the books? That's a good question. And I've been trying to figure that out because I don't usually have a hard time reading. I really enjoy reading. But I think I'm just, I'm thinking about a lot of things. There's a lot of things on my mind about, you know, what's going on and what's going to happen in the future. Um, What is school going to be like? What is the library going to be like? So I think about these things a lot, and I think it makes it hard for me to
1: focus. Is there a difference between reading books and reading online?
4: I feel like there's a difference. I feel like holding an actual book in your hands, a book made out of paper, and you turn the pages, I think that's a whole experience that, that everyone needs to have. And reading online uh, you know, we're doing so many things online that we're staring at screens all day long, and we're, um, you know, it's not good for our eyes, and it's it's tiring, it's exhausting to look at screens all day long. And I think looking at a an actual book is good for your soul, it's good for your eyes, it's good for your brain.
1: If reading actual physical books is different than reading books online. How are kids getting books right now? Right. So I work with a
4: program um, called Books on Bikes. We're a program in Charlottesville that usually delivers books to kids by bicycle during the summer. Now, we can't ride our bicycles and visit a neighborhood and have the kids come run out and gather with us like we usually do in the summertime, Um, but we have been doing some book pickup drives. So some of the schools, we've um, created little book grab bags that that kids can pick up at their schools where you can drive up and um, pick up a bag of, of books that you can take home and keep with you.
1: How can we help each other get through the end of the school year? I think just being connected
4: to one another is, is really the best that we can do and, and um, keep in touch through the school year and, and hopefully through the summer even. I hope to keep doing stories even during the summertime. And giggled. Darn, said Todd. Now I'll have to go home alone again. Joy erased her name from the blackboard. <laughs> that was a silly one.
5: I hope you liked that. Bye.
0: For elementary and middle schoolers, the best advice we've had from all of your teachers is do what you can, when you can, and try not to freak out.
1: And academics aren't the only reasons to go to school. Schools give us access to counseling. They try to be safe spaces to develop our social skills. And importantly, schools give us food.
0: Before covid 44.5 44 and a half million meals were served at american schools every day and more than 34 and a half million of those were free or reduced price meals on friday march 13th northumberland county schools closed due to covid 19. northumberland is a county on virginia's northern neck a peninsula bordered by rivers that sticks out into the chesapeake bay A few days later, a production crew from VPM caught up with Northumberland County's Sonny Hamlet,
1: Director of School Nutrition,
0: Tammy Wilkins,
1: a bus driver,
0: and Stacey Branham,
1: Director of Transportation,
0: who implemented a plan to get food to kids in rural areas as soon as possible after classes ended. Lots of school systems across the country have their own versions of similar plans.
3: Friday was when we got the the notice that we would be out for COVID-19. At that point, Dr. Wargo, our superintendent, called up and said, do you think we can do this? And her and I spent that weekend along with our director of transportation, and we came up with this plan.
4: With the school being shut down, we were certainly worried about our students not having the proper nutrition. Immediately, our superintendent jumped into play. Um, Bus supervisor, cafeteria worker, they all came up with a plan. They have each bus driver driving their own route so that they know the children and the families.
6: We have about 11 buses and we're distributing almost 700 Uh, meals to the children throughout the county.
3: What we're doing here, I feel, not only helps the children, but also the parents, because I know that the parents are going through a lot right now, too. Um, And we're kind of like trying to take this part, and so they know that their children can still have food. It first starts that we have to get a count on roughly how many students that we're feeding. Um, At that point, it's time to order food. So it's trying to come up with a menu that goes along with the federal guidelines, but that we can get it in is the the hardest part. Once, though, we do get it in, at that point, um, they're prepping, they're cooking. We're doing roughly right now about 650 lunches and 650 breakfasts. Um, a day, about 1,300 meals a day. At that point, once we've got everything done, we get the helpers in here. We have the volunteers that come in and they help us, packing the bags and getting everything ready to go.
4: Everyone has stepped in to help. They ask for volunteers. I think they have a waiting list of teachers that are willing to help. So everybody sees the need and everybody has been more than willing to help.
6: The kids get excited to see the bus drivers come. Um, they're waiting outside on, you know, for their food to come, and they're like, "Hi!" And you know, the bus drivers, some of them get a little bit emotional because you know, seeing their kids again. The best part of it is seeing how much the, the families appreciate it. They are just so thankful that we are providing the service.
3: Knowing, and we do know, that there are children. Um, that their families already struggle. Uh, But I think now, with everything that's going on, they're going to struggle more. Um, And then those that maybe weren't struggling before are going to be struggling now. And so I do believe that us doing this, um, it takes that part off the parents. So with all the stresses that are going on, this is one less stress that they have to worry about because they know that their children are going to get food. Sorry, I just... It's really important we do this.
0: Thanks to Amy Rosher and Ryan Berry for sharing that story. They're working on a TV special for VPM that will include this and other stories of helpers in Central Virginia.
1: to school has been kind of hard on my friends because we don't get to see each other. But secretly, it's also kind of great. We're working when we can and helping out at home, too. Do you have to do really hard stuff for school? Not really. It's just like virtual field trips and like division, multiplication, which is sometimes difficult for me. I've gotten a lot better over the quarantine. I would say that this quarantine is helping me. Well, I done Zoom in with my teacher, so that's what I'm gonna do. June, what do you think that we're gonna have to do at school when this thing is over? I mean, what do you think that school is gonna look like? I don't know. That's what I said. What kinds of things are you doing to help your family get through this? I'm stopping them from yelling at each other. Yeah, and I'm telling them when they're getting kind of getting mad, I tell them something funny, or I do something funny, or say something funny, or i say let's play a game and that's how i do it i help my mom i like clean my toys before like i usually clean my toys before dinner um well what i'm doing is washing my hands after i use the bathroom obviously (laughs) um also like wearing masks while i go out Wiping down all of the frequently touched objects and lots of those things. Six feet away from people, that's the most important one. Probably. I um, load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher, do the laundry.
0: I mean, can Ellie come over and live with us for a while? That help sounds pretty awesome
1: no we're in social isolation besides i help too
0: it's true you do making a podcast is worth like 400 loads of laundry easy and now it's time for the prom report june do you know what prom is
1: Yeah, it's like this giant dance party that you have at the end of high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you go to your prom?
0: I went to my prom for like 10 minutes, and then I left to go to Waffle House or something because I was that kind of teenager. But since most states canceled school for the rest of the semester, it's pretty clear that prom wasn't going to happen this year for a lot of kids.
6: ...reaction from local high school seniors who, unfortunately are not going to be going to the prom.
0: That's right, Fran. The second semester of senior year is usually full of milestones, senior prom, senior trips, and graduation, just to name a few. Now, as the cancellations have started, local seniors are struggling to accept that for their class, these rites of passage may never happen. Some schools tried to capture a little bit of the magic anyway. Our producer, Molly, talked to a high school junior from
7: East Fairmont High School. And that's actually the high school I graduated from. Did you go to your prom? i did uh i actually drove because my date didn't have his license not cool it was in the high school cafeteria
0: also not cool
7: (laughs) no amount of fancy decorations can make that place inviting if i'm honest
0: yeah i hear that okay so tell us about east fairmont prom 2020 edition
5: hi i'm riley church i'm 16 and i'm from fairmont west virginia when i heard that it was canceled i was like, kind of sad because that was what I was looking forward to. Yeah, but also at the same time, I was like, well, I never experienced a prom, so I don't know what to look forward to and, and what I'm missing out
7: on. On April 25th, the prom court members, including Riley, had a virtual coronation where they crowned the prom queen and king. Not really knowing what to expect, she sat down in front of the computer wearing a prom dress she ordered online a few months back.
5: It's just long. It was simple. It had pockets, which was the best thing. And it it, it was yellow and it was silky and just reminds me of Princess Bill. <laughs> My name's Amy Church. Um, I'm Riley's
6: mom knowing that she was missing out on such a huge rite of passage was kind of a concern of mine. So um, I could only do what we could do, you know, with the social distancing orders.
5: On the Zoom, there wasn't really anyone dressed up. And I was really like, I don't want to put makeup on. I didn't want to do my hair, didn't want to get dressed up. But then she's like, let's just do it. Like, let's just act like it's like actual prom and like get ready and it'll be fun. I,
6: I told her she would, was really hesitant to want to get dressed up and to do her hair and to do her makeup. But like I told her, I was like, listen, this is your chance. We're going to pretend like it's the real prom. We're going to have fun. We're going to make the best of it that we can.
7: Hanging out with your family on prom night, all dressed up with nowhere to go, does not sound like the coolest thing in the world. But Riley's mom knew something Riley didn't. Riley was about to be named prom queen.
5: It was live streamed on Facebook and my, um, family watched it, my friends, my neighbors, and it was really fun and cool. And then once they like announced me, I was like very like like front and center of the Zoom. And it like, I was very surprised and shocked, but like excited at the same time. And it r- really made me feel special because my peers voted for me to become it. And I didn't expect that at, o- at all.
6: First of all, I think pandemic is boring. Teenagers' mental health is such a huge issue right now. I'm not saying that my kid struggles with that, but as a whole, they've all missed their sports, their friends, their you know AP exams, their proms, their everything that they know. Anything that can give them a sense of normalcy. They needed to to do what they could to to give these kids the recognition they deserve in the times that are different and challenging.
7: Almost four hours from Fairmont, West Virginia. A radio DJ was also coming up with schemes to give the class of 2020 the recognition they deserve.
8: WARM FM York, Lancaster. Okay, my name is Dave Russell. I am the program director, and I do afternoon drive on Warm 103.3. So we, we've just been thinking. I said, if you "Really feel bad for this class." I said, "Well, what could we do?" Checking the updated numbers in Pennsylvania, total number of coronavirus cases: fifty-nine thousand six hundred thirty-six in Adams County. So, so well, what if we did an event on the station on, on let's say, on a Saturday 4, night, kind of during prom season, and the kids could be at home, they could dress up, they could do Zoom, you know, meetings with their friends in their class. And have the phones open all night for, you know, parents to call in to talk about their seniors or have seniors to call in to talk about their friends. And in the background, of course, doing five hours of dance music, basically warm on 3.3 going way out of our format for one night. <laughs> Warm 103.3 presents our gift to the class of 2020, a virtual prom on Saturday night from 7 to midnight. Get dressed up, set up a Zoom meeting with your classmates, and dance to the music all night. Your favorite dance tunes by your request. Shout outs to your class and more. We know this has been a tough time for you, and we want to say thanks for social distancing and congratulations. That's kind of what we envision.
7: I am really excited for this. Me too.
0: Dave's been trying to broadcast from home, but he's actually going into the studio for prom night.
8: You know, we had to get permission to do that. I said, listen, I can't do the show at my dining room table. This has to be done in the studio. We have to have access to the phone lines.
0: I kind of still am that teenager who left the prom after about 10 minutes. Maybe this is obvious to everyone else, but I needed to ask Dave why he thinks prom is
8: important. I remember, um, Just, you know, going out dinner with our friends, you know, we had a limo, was at our gymnasium and it was just a great night. We had a lot of fun with our, a lot of fun with our friends afterward. Again, you're wrapping up your high school career and the class of 2020 isn't getting to experience that because, because of everything they've had to endure this spring, you know, and doing all their part as far as social distancing. I mean, these kids have missed out on a lot. So we wanted to do something and prom seemed to make the most sense for us.
0: I was on your station site and it said, you know, the hits of the 80s, the 90s, and now. Do you have a lot of uh, high schoolers who are listeners?
8: Uh, we typically, you know, we typically don't. So, yeah, our music mix is definitely uh, different. I mean, we typically don't play Nelly on our station. Uh, <laughs> uh, or let's see, let's see, Nelly. And what was the other? I mentioned somebody else. Oh, oh, Flo Rita. Because again, we're.
0: Just so you know, it's it's Rida.
8: <laughs> thank you. That's good to know for Saturday night because I don't want to flow. Let me write that out there. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I probably knew that, but I, uh, you know, again, it's not a name I say very often. So thank you. <laughs> All the other artists, I'm pretty. It, I know it's Lizzo, not Lizo, so we're good there.
0: Oh, does your prom have a theme? Like sometimes they're like midnight magic. Or...
8: Nah, not really. It's we're just calling it the warm prom. You know, should have thought about that. I got one. What's that?
0: COVID Prom teen.
8: COVID Prom team.
0: No. T- like, yeah, like COVID-19, but COVID Prom
8: <laughs> COVID Prom teen. Okay. Huh.
0: Just, there, just throw it out there. Don't have to use it. No bad ideas in brainstorming.
8: No, no, there are no bad ideas at all. Welcome to the COVID Prom team. I will try to work that in during this night. from home. Central
0: PA, unite for one night. Warm 103.3's virtual prom. Now it's the warm prom, our virtual prom. In the classic me style, I was 15 minutes early to warm prom.
7: And I was a few minutes
8: late. Get the word out there, the commercial free party continues until midnight tonight.
7: After a few dance hits, some from the 80s and some from now, the shout outs started rolling in.
4: Mayor of the city of Lancaster,
8: wishing you a happy virtual prom and a very. Shout out to some more class of 2020 students: Donna Mumro from Trinity High School, also Michael Stager who goes to Trinity. uh, Requests and uh, shout outs. In fact, we got people listening out of state tonight. Molly is checking in from West Virginia. Wanted to play a song for Kelly. Okay, here's Hanson on War Moto 3.3.
0: We made Shirley Temples and cut a rug in the living room. June was mad because I made her go to bed before 10 p.m.
1: I mean, yeah, come on, that's my song. You guys had all the fun without me.
8: Also... Somebody on the phone. Hi, who's this? My name is Aubrey
5: Torres, and I want to give a shout-out to my brother Jalen Torres that is graduating from a test-
2: Okay, test- the test- shout-out i like to do to my five seniors who were unable to play this year because of the corona deal. were right. Carter Krebs.
7: Our hearts are with Brad. you during this time. Enjoy tonight. If there is anyone that deserves to live it up, it's you. Congratulations, guys. So we called Dave up the day after prom. We waited till the afternoon because... You know, it was a late night.
8: A little beyond my bedtime last night, but that's okay.
7: Yeah, it was mine it was, too. It was, honestly, it was
8: worth it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good response from people, phone calls, and not everybody got on the air, but people seem to enjoy it. So I'm, I'm really glad we did it. Typically on a Saturday night, I'd be, you know, either going out to going to a restaurant or maybe or coming home and watching watching like a sporting event on TV. was a nice activity for a Saturday night as we, you know, we still can't really go places yet. You know, when they get, you know, they go to college or trade school or whatever they do after, you know, after this, they'll look back on it in a couple of years and say, the most important thing was that we stayed safe and we stayed alive.
0: Molly and I uh, both pulled out our prom photos. uh, Oh, awesome. I did notice that uh, it was not called COVID Prom Teen.
8: Uh, Sorry about that. You know what? (laughs) Honestly, I'll be totally. (laughs) I will be totally honest, I forgot about it. Hopefully, we're not doing this a year from now. But if we are, yeah, we can remember that. Like nothing that has ever happened before, and hopefully something that will never happen again, it's Point 103.3's Virtual Prom.
7: I gotta say, best Saturday I've spent in quarantine so far.
1: Well, you knuckleheads were recovering from prom last night. I was checking in with my friends about how they're handling the fear around COVID and what they plan to do once they're allowed to play in the same room again. When do you feel the most scared? Um, When the numbers of the coronavirus goes up, because there's more of a chance that my that we might get it. Um, I felt the most scared, um, hmm like Thunder Nights or something, because <laughs> there have been a lot, some thunders, so I didn't really like it, and it was really dark. Well, kinda, I watched the scary movie, so I got nightmares. What helped you feel better? Snuggling with my dad, and then I knew that that wasn't true. I usually hug one of my stuffed animals, and just think about something nice. FaceTiming my friends, going on walks with my family, doing crafts with my mom, skateboarding, riding my bike. What's the first thing we should do together when COVID is over? Go to the movies. (laughs) There was one play date that we had where we went to your dad's house. Before quarantine? Oh yeah, before quarantine. When we played that game where like you were like that Pokemon we were with our bodies and I was like both of the Pikachus was like hey. Oh yeah, that was so fun. I really wanna play that game after quarantine. What's the first thing you're gonna do when COVID is over? Well I said I'm gonna make a a big party with all my stuff that's fun and that's what I'm doing. And then I'm gonna do all the fun stuff in the world. But there's nothing fun to do at home. Play tag and hugbot. Hugbot is when Lyle tries to hug us and then we become a hugbot, and then we're trying to hug everybody else. Have a giant sleepover at one of our houses. Yeah, like stay up until one in the morning. Maybe like, like we just stay up all night. Yeah. And that is our show. Social Distance Assistance is produced and engineered by June Hardcastle Robinson-Jones, Kelly Jones, and Molly Bourne.
0: It was created and edited by Nate Toby. Gavin Wright makes it all happen. Digital assistance from Angela Messino and the VPM News Team. Steve Humble is VPM's chief content officer.
1: Music for this week's episode was by Blue Dot Sessions. If you like what you heard, help us out. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. Special thanks to Amaka and Lorna and Ellie and Hazel and Oliver.
0: And to Christina and Lashundra and Lindsay and Reagan. Members are a fundamental part of VPM. Member support is especially vital right now. Through member support, we're able to provide timely and fact-based information, educational resources for our kids, and informative and entertaining content to keep minds active and engaged.
1: Be a part of what makes VPM possible. Visit vpm.org donate to become a member today.
8: VPM.